Welcome to The Exchange. I'm Dan Riley. The Exchange is a streaming internet talk show and podcast of interviews with noteworthy people about their lives, ideas, and current events. This week I sit down with Coco Lai. During our conversation, Coco talks about the history of Burma, the military dictatorship that has controlled his nation for decades, and his efforts in the 1980s as a revolutionary fighting back against the single-party regime. All right, well, Coco, um, wanted to first say thanks so much for coming on the show, and uh, welcome to The Exchange. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, I'd love to start by asking you a little bit about your your personal background in, in, in your life. Uh, I know you, you come from Burma in, in Asia, and I would love to learn a little bit about where you grew up and what it was like for you uh, as a child and as a, as a young person growing up there. Uh, well, I live in, I was born in and grew up in Rangoon, capital of Burma. Uh, we live in Union Park. Uh, we are a kind of middle class family. I have a sibling, four, four siblings, my one, my elder sister and my elder brother and my younger brother. So I went to Dekong High School. Number two, Dekong High School. So it is a kind of nationalist school. So that school uh, made me become a student activist. Hmm. Actually, my first involvement in Free Burma Movement was in 1974, Utan Uprising. Utan was a general secretary of the United Nations. So when he die in here, UN send it back his body to Burma. And but uh, military government didn't properly bury him. So that's why we call a student to protest against the government. Mm. So I, I wasn't a top level leader because a college student were the top level leader. I was a high school student, pretty mm. young, and I start get involved in anti um, anti-dictatorship movement in Burma in 1974. But that experience provided me to lead in 1988 uprising. Mm. Actually, our country, Burma, was a very rich country in Southeast Asia. We can say that one of the richest country in Southeast Asia before 1962. But after military regime took over the power in 1962, then economy is collapsed and also they changed the system, one party system in 1974 and ruled by military, military regime. Mm. So Burma become a least developed country in the world. So our student, 1988 generation student, core political reform and economic reform mm. in Burma, non-violently. Mm. But government cracked down our movement. Actually, movement started from March, and then we have another strike for June strike. And then in 1988, August 8, people of Burma joined our movement. Mm. And we call for uh, political change and economic reform. Mm. But in September 
11, no, September 18, second time military took over the power again. Mm. So I was uh, one of the student, Burmese student union leader in Burma, we call on um, 911 group. Mm. So all union for entire, entire Burma, university and college, including high school, all student leader, we work together in one, 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 119 group. We call 119 people, we call 911 group. But we try to form, we try to form the parallel government mm. with Do Aung San Suu Kyi, including Do Aung San Suu Kyi, former Prime Minister Unu, and Boyanai, and U Ding U, Gen, former General U Ding U, and former General U Aung Ji, five, five, five star. We try to form a parallel government, mm. a kind of caretaker government, and government found out and took over the power. So we decided to take up the arm and fight back Burmese army because since March affair and June affair and August affair, we did non-violent action, peaceful demonstration to, for political reform, but government treat us like they are in enemy and they kill more than 10,000 students on the street in the capital of Rangoon, entire Burma. So we decided to do armed struggle. Mm. So more than 10,000 students cross over the, cross over the Thai Burma border. Mm. And we form all Burma student democratic front. Mm. EBSDF is still in there. And I, I was elected as a executive central executive committee member. And I served as as a secretary of information in ABSDF. And backing up a little bit, what, what had made Burma such a wealthy country? You mentioned that at one point in time, Burma was one of the wealthiest countries in Asia. How was it able to generate such wealth within the country? Well, number one, we call Burma was a rice, bowl of rice. Hmm. We have a mass production from rice. Mm. We can export, it's a one of the top country exporting rice in the world. So that's why we are pretty much rich and also population is small. Mm. And also we have a timber and also we have a lot of national resources, mm. ruby, jade, sapphire. And also we have oil, we have a long coast. Mm. So I would say we are pretty much rich country yeah. compared with their compared with their population and our national resources what is the size of, of burma what's the total population uh, 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 as a population at that time around 40 million mm -hmm. now over 50 millions and if it were an american state would it be the size of california or uh, what, what would be the size texas, of texas a little bit bigger than texas okay and what allowed the military to take over in in I think it was in the 60s you mentioned. What, 62. What, 62. What, what happened? How was it able to, to seize power? Oh, okay. So that is a good question. We gained independence in 1948. From the English? From British. We gained independence from British. And we practiced democracy. 
So we have a parliament, a parliamentary democracy. Prime Minister was elected by the people, UNU. But from 1948 to 58, just only 10 years, the within 10 year democracy uh, country <coughs> is not stable. We have a many armed group. Basically, we have a we have a many different ethnic group live together in that Aravari Valley. So that we call Burma. After we gain independence, they are fighting each other, arguing each other, fighting each other, and country is not stable. That is the one reason military point out to take over the power. Actually. I don't think so. Yes, it is destable. I agree with I agree with them. Yes, not stable, it's destable. But we don't necessarily have to take over the power because uh, it is the way practicing democracy country. We have a different voice, different so many issues because we just came from independent or also lack of the governing skill. So there are so many issues, but I don't believe that military coup is the right answer. But General Nguyen take the advantage of all these problems and he took over the power. Were the ethnic conflicts, were they religiously based or were they tribally based or what was Tribally the- based, not religiously based. Actually, before... Well, British colonial, they have their own territory and own kingdom. British colonized everything, every ethnic group, and they call Burma. Mm-hmm. So when they left, we have a agreement. Aung San Suu Kyi father, General Aung San, he get an agreement with the ethnic minority group to live together as a union. As he promised, we all live together, Shang, Karin, Kachin, every, every ethnic group, we live together. At the same time, they are fighting each other too. This is, this is a nature. But General Neil Wynn took over the power, pointing out that country is not, not stable. They are fighting each other. So they got to do that. And he was successful. He was successful to, to take over the power, but he fell in economic reform. Right. So he practiced one-party system, not multi-party system, one-party socialist, Burmese way of socialist. They call BSPB, Burmese Socialist Program Party. It's totally fell. Totally, if we compare with the democratic country, hmm. nowadays, who's win? Democ- democracy, democratic countries win, hmm. not, not, not communist, not socialist. I don't say they are wrong, but entire war now democratic countries leading the war. So by the time you were you came around and were in high school and and had issues with the with the government, what were the major problems that you saw with with that one party system? If there were three or four or five major issues that you were concerned with and you wanted to change the the country, what what were those things? Well, since in 1974, I was pretty young, high school level, but I, I read constitution at 
uh, around my seventh grade, I start study about constitution. They have a 1947 constitution. The Burmese con Burmese constitution. constitution. So I study about that. Uh, what I saw is uh, one party system has no opposition leader. They cannot. They cannot know what mistake they have, and they can easily cover. But we can tell that when we were young, uh, we have a we have a department road are good, car are good, and also public transportation are good. When I grow up, from kid to high school student level, everything is broke down. They cannot fix it. It's something wrong. Plus, plus, they, when government took over the power, they destroyed the student union building with requireless gun. And more than 100 students were killed in that building. So all Burmese students really upset about this incident because Student is the future of country, future of the nation. They have no color. They are just struggling for truth. They are standing for people of Burma. Right or wrong, the government treatment was totally wrong. Killing more, more than 100, 100, 100 people, students, college students, this is ridiculous, unacceptable. So that's why all these ideas, students, pass on one generation after another. So when, when we were grew up in a high school level, we have a knowledge what our old generation sharing our, our sharing military, the consequence of militarism, how they took the power unfairly, put all the elected government into the jail, and they took over the power and mm. killed the people. Mm. So wrong way. Plus, the we Burma practice socialism. We cannot go out. We cannot produce anything. All the things come from Thailand in black market. It is unfair too. Mm. And also, some students were arrested several times for protest, peaceful demonstration. So. We can tell uh, our country is something wrong. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then uh, we start organizing people, talking about what's wrong with it. We I, actually we learn from our old generation what 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 went wrong in Burma. Mm -hmm. And I know you mentioned that eventually you had to leave the country and ended up in Thailand. What what was your personal experience of fleeing the country and going to Thailand? What do you remember the day or days that that happened? Did you walk? Did you take a bus? How did you, how did you do that? Well, uh, in 1988, I, as I tell, as I told you, much affair, we start protests against the government and government crashed down, put in the jail, 141 students. We demand to release all these students. In June strikes again, we have we we protest against government, but only student too, college student, and then they crushed down that, that June strike again, and they arrested, 
and they didn't take any responsibility for authority. So it is a second time. In August, we tried to get out from the from university and we organized the people. Hey, people, stand up, join us. Then they shoot down and kill so many students on the street, including high school students. One student was shot, killed in front of me, only 13 years old. She was from Sanjiang, number two state high school, Sanjiang. So people join us and protest against the government. Entire, entire people of Brahma join us. I would say 95% of people join us and protest again, peacefully. We didn't do any arm struggle at all. But again, in September 18, before September 18, we have a nine, oh, 119 group trying to form parallel government or caretaker government, whatever you call name it. We need to, we need a government. So we tried to form with the, these five star government found out and September 18, government announced to take over the power. And then next day, they start shoot down three or four day entire week. So I would say 10 total, this uprising, 10,000 students were killed and many were arrested. So our student union has a, on 18, 4 p.m., we have a, we have a convention with the people, leader of the community, and we try to decide to form the government. So we decided, they took over the power and we decided we have to split up. Some people stay believe in nonviolent action to gain, to get rid of, get rid of uh, dictator and restore the democracy. But for me, based on my experience in 74 and also in 88, they are keep shooting for nonviolent student. It doesn't work. Mm -hmm. This government is not the elected government. So we cannot we cannot do nonviolent alone doesn't work. So I be personally believe that we need to fight back. This is a this is what we believe in. We cross the border. Actually, how we get it? We get it from we we drove the car from Rangoon to Molamin, and then one state, another state, from Molamin to Molamin to Thai Burma border. We walk. There are thirty-seven. Mountain Ranch. Mm. We cross all these thirty-seven mountain ranch and join with that. They are ethnic, ethnic minority group, and also current ethnic minority group, and also Kachin ethnic minority group too. There are many ethnic minority arm struggle group struggling for their autonomy. Mm -hmm. But when we get there. We didn't directly join with them. We said, we don't represent the Burmese. We don't represent the Mon. We represent entire citizens of Burma. We are fighting for Burma. We, our common enemy is dictator. Mm. We all work together. Let us form our student group first. Then we will ally with you. Mm -hmm. So why why didn't why, what was the reasoning behind leaving the country? Was it because it was too dangerous in in Burma? I mean, did you consider trying to form an armed militia, an armed group within Burma, or was it was that just impossible to do? 
Oh, okay, there's a good question. <laughs> uh, legitimate question. I would say, if we don't do armed struggle, they come and arrest all student leader. Why we have to spend our time in in the jail, in the prison? They will torture, some are torture again. So some people believe in only non-violence, stay there. What happened to them? They were in prison 65 years to 120 years. Can you believe that? They are students. They don't have any gun at all. So how military regime treat their student, non-violent student? They were they put in the prison 65 years or 120 years. I I figured it out. If I stay there, definitely I have to go to prison, wasting my time. I I will not surrender. Mm -hmm. But Nonviolent action is sound good to everybody, but practically doesn't work. So I believe that. But elected government and democratic government, you can protest against, and they can hear and they can fix it. But military regime, whoever stand up, they're gonna destroy their enemy. Hmm. They saw us; we are their enemy. Actually, we are not their enemy. We are stand up for people or Brahma. Who under living the the most repress, repressive government in the world, the most brutal regime in the world. So, if we stay there, we have to go in prison. Mm -hmm. Were you eventually able to fight back? Yes, we did. I did a five years. So we formed students. We have a more than ten thousand students, and we have a thirteen camp. We elect the we elected representative from each Latin camp and we have a first time meeting on uh, 1988 November 1st to 1988 November November 5th. Five day we have a first time conference in, in Kamura. So it is in current current state close to Thai Burma border inside Burma and they allow us ethnic minority group I appreciate all these ethnic group because they are fighting with government a long time, you know, since we gained independence. If they didn't allow us, we will not survive. Mm. But they allow us to form student army. So we have a first time conference and we founded All Burma Student Democratic Front, ABSDA. Now still they are fighting in jungle, still they are struggling for for restore the democracy in Burma. So we found it in there and we align with the, some other ethnic group. We have a ten, 22 other ethnic groups. So we combine, we call Democratic Alliance Group, DAB. And so when you say you fight back or you fought back, was this a military operation? You yes. Were, you were organizing a military operation? And if so, how, how did you... What what happened? How did the how did the military okay. exercises go? Okay, after we formed ABSDF, so we are revolutionists. We did arms. Um, so we declared it. We're gonna fight with arm. Um, we declared it. So most of the NGO nonprofit organization they reluctant to support us, mm. but we came to 
Taibama border, only one reason is main reason to to fight back Burmese army. So that's why we form student army. We get a training, and we have a we try to protect our territory. So we we sometimes we defend our territory whenever military offenses on our camp. We fought back Burmese army. Sometimes we went to sometimes we went to front line and we fought Burmese army. Mm-hmm. So there is a two operation. One is a political. I most of the time I'm a political size because of I'm a central executive committee member. One of the secretary for informations. The only eight secretary, so I'm one of the secretary. So most most of my duty is political size and information. But after finish my my serving two term, I went back to camp, get training, and went to front line and fought back Burmese army. So now we're here in 2015. What what is what has happened in in relation to the the military exercises between then and now? I know there have been changes in in Burma. What's happened? Do you view that that movement as overall being successful? Uh, okay, doing armed struggle is necessary in 1988 situation. We have no choice. You want to go to prison or go to border and join the ethnic group and fight back Burmese army. You have only two choices. Go to prison or fight back. But successful means now military regime cleverly change the country. Actually, they change, they drew the constitution that constitution during more, almost 20 years, this is an undemocratic constitution and favoring to military. 25% parliament seat directly mandated by the general. So, so democrat, it's not democratic constitution, but in 2008, when Cyclone Nugget hit Burma, more than 140,000 died in Burma. At the time, they called referendum to get the vote. People have no choice and vote for them. Then, based on that 2008 constitution, they held an election in 2010. So opposition party, NLD, Aung San Suu Kyi party didn't join the general elections. Then they held an, only one party, their party won and they control entire entire power, military power, executive power, legislature power, judiciary power. They all take care of, occupy in everywhere. But in 2012, there was a by-election, opening seats, 48 seat opening. And opposition party, National League for Democracy Party, Aung San Suu Kyi, the leader of NLD party, decided to join the by-election. So her party won 45 seat of parliament seat of 45, 48 seat. Mm-hmm. 
But 45 seat is nothing in total upper chamber and lower chamber for 664 total. 45 seat is nothing she can do. So in your view, there's a long way to go. Of course. Yeah. We're, so we're, we're, we're here in the U.S. What, what would be your, if you wanted, if you could sort of let every American know one thing about what's going on in Burma or Burmese history, what would you want the average American to know about your native country? Number one, Burma is a close country. Uh, Burmese people were ruled by the most brutal regime in the world. They are still in power based on 2008 constitution. I would say Burma is a constitutional crisis right now. So everybody think whole country chain is open, but also U.S. lift their sanction too. EU lift their sanction too. ASEAN and China trading since since military gained the power. So actually not genuine change. So since 2012, based on their, our opposition leader decision, we changed our policy. So President Tengsing, elected President Tengsing also invite us. They call 88 warrior, student warrior. They invite us to come back to country to rebuild the country, okay, we can come back. But before we come back, we need to talk to you first, face to face, what you are going to do. So they invite us to come back and nine student leaders from United States and one from Japan, we went back to Burma first time in 2012 and we met with the things in government three times. And we demand that, number one, you have to do your constitution violate the democratic principle. You guys has to change the, change the constitution. Number two, so civil war in Burma is going on. Stay fighting. All these area, people who live in this area is undeveloped. Consequence of military militarism. All these villagers are facing a lot of displaced person, a lot of refugee, more than three hundred thousand refugee on Taibama border. Displaced person, more than seventy thousand displaced person. So we we point out two things. Number one, change the constitution and democratic. Number two, try to get the Seed fire nationwide. Stop the war. If they do that, we're going to cooperate and we want to go back and build up our country. We educated here. We know how to do, how to help, how to rebuild the country. Not only me, so many people. They got they earn PhDs, they are master. But since 2010 to 15, the, a few weeks ago, Parliament decided not to change the constitution. So that's mean not change. Mm. But they are trying to get nationwide seat fire. They keep talking five years. 
now has a sanye. So that means my opinion, it, it doesn't change really. Not genuine reform. They are playing the game to lift their sanction from United States. Last question I want to ask you is, you know, we're, we're sitting here in, in the United States. What's your view of, of what, how you view the, the role of the United States in the world in 2015? And what, what's your experience been living in the United States? Uh, so the reason I came to the United States is to continue our study. After I struggled five years on Taibama border, I realized that armed struggle is necessary in 1988. Around 1991, 92, I realized that armed struggle is a not end game plan. So we we need to educate ourselves. Some is something wrong. We need to educate ourselves. What's, what is going on in Burma? How to get rid of the military regime? How to, to reform political reform and democratization process? How can we do that? We need to educate ourselves. So we migrated to the United States. I studied in CD College and also San Francisco State University, both undergrad and graduate school finishing here. And luckily, Leon Panetta Institute sponsor 24 students from California. Each student is from their state university. Their president elected each student to send it to Panetta Institute, 24 students, and they train in Monterey and then they send to the Congress. So I represent a SAFU, San Francisco State University, and I work for Congressman Landos. He's the one who really acted for human rights and king of the uh, king of the human rights in Capitol Hill. So working for 28 years for Foreign Affairs Chairman, so I'm lucky to work with him. While I was there in 2007, there were the there, 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 there was a monk uprising in Burma. They shot, killed, and arrest and cracked down monk revolution in 2007. So we introduced Jake Bill in Congress and passed the Jake Bill. But I think 2008, President Josh put sign and become a public law. So what I'm studying here, how to do the legislature process. And also I live in Bay Area, it's a very progressive city. And, all, and also I joined the Global Exchange in Mission at 16. I joined with this activist and learn about what is going on in some other country, how they promote the issue, how they educate their politician, how they communicate with each other, how to organize an event. I learned so many things here to protest against, to organize, and plus how to work with the government too. So after long study and long experience here, we actually, 
I, I didn't own the house. I live here 24 years. I get easy buy a house. But since I came here, I tried to educate myself. Formally and plus informally. The reason that I came to the United States to educate myself so that I can rebuild my country. But we, we never get a chance to get back. We can go back to our motherland, but military regime don't allow us to participate. They block up. So they, they, they don't really change. But we don't know when we're going to get that, this opportunity. But doesn't matter we get the opportunity or not, we have to educate ourselves and learn as much as we can and share our experience and knowledge to our new generation. When we went there, we met with so many community leaders, ethnic leaders, student leaders, worker leaders, farmers leaders, especially new generation student leaders. So we have a good communication. Thanks God for Facebook. We communicate each other. We, we, we are sharing our thought and our future, future work for people or Brahma. So now, that's all we can do from outside of Brahma. But now, a little bit, now we can tell they don't change the constitution. They don't really get the genuine, genuine sea fire. So our country has a two problem. One problem is ethnic minority. We don't have a unity. Doesn't matter which political system you apply, if we don't have a unity, we it doesn't work. So that's why one layer of problem is the ethnic group. We need to unify. We need to gain unity to work together to build as a one country. To do that. We need the division of power. We know that. We know the issue. We know the problem. We know the answer too. There is a one layer. But second layer is a not democratic government. Military ruling the military regime. So that is a second layer of problem. As long as non-elected people are ruling the country, people were against them. People will not, not cooperate. And then none of the government can build up the country without cooperation with their people. There is a, there is a very simple equation. So first, to gain unity, we have to listen what ethnic minority want, what they are fighting for. They are not fighting for independence. They are fighting for autonomy. They want to rule by themselves. There is, there is a fair demand. I believe, personally believe that everybody, they have to rule by themselves. Whoever grew up in that area, they can elect their, their leader and they can decide whatever they want as long as they live with the Union Obama. Like United States, California, they can do whatever they want. Texas, they can do whatever they want. But, they have to come and work together with the federal government. That is what they are demanding. Personally, I agree that their demand is right, and we have to agree that. 
to 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 solve this problem, we have to agree on federalism. We need a division of power. We have a federal power, union power. Plus, we have a, we have a, we should have a state power. Now, this constitution is not based on federalism. President Tensei assigned all these state leaders, plus military leader assigned the 25% of the parliament, not only in the federal level, state level too. So, there is a problem. And also, they, they, they did the separation of power, all three different executive power, judiciary power, and also legislature power. They separated. Yes. It is a form of democracy, but <clears throat> some more than a hundred articles cannot change without permission or without agreement with 25% of parliament. So this is wrong. This is not democratic. So we have a two layer of problem. One is a separation of power with ethnic minority, minority, minority to, to gain to reunion. Number one, we need to practice uh, division of power, federalism, whatever we call. Idea is we have to accept that. They are they can they have to build up themselves, their state and join in union. Division of we have to divide the power. And also we have to share the national resources too. Federal union government cannot take everything from their their national resources. They need to talk and share. And another one is democratic government, democratization. As long as 25% military personnel sitting in the parliament, our country will not stable, will not gain peace. Well, Coco, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your story. Sure. Thank you so much, Dan. My pleasure. Oh, thank you. Thanks for listening. If you're interested in learning more about The Exchange, want to listen to episodes online, or would like to reach out to the show, feel free to visit the show's website at theexchangeshow.com. 